Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Back here on Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet on this Monday. I'm your host, Sarah Perlman, of course, as always, joined by Mr. Drew Vincic. And on today's show, we have one of the sharpest NHL bettors out there. Rob Pozzola will join us in just a couple of minutes and handicap the Lightning and Avalanche in the Stanley Cup Final. We'll get into all the series prizes and game by game. And our resident prop King Von Delzell. He's also going to stop by to help us dig into game five of the NBA finals tonight and which players, of course, in the prop market he has circled. And we have our edge of the day and a lot more coming up on today's podcast. Top of the morning, Drew. I'm saying that, hoping I bring some good juju to the Boston Celtics and Irish karma. How was your weekend? Uh, I mean, talk about Irish karma. My goodness gracious, your Notre Dame fighting Irish baseball team knocking out Tennessee. And I don't know if you saw that game, but that was a wild, wild, wild end of that. Yeah. Really insane. And what's so crazy is I went to Florida, my fiance went to Notre Dame and I'm, I find myself not rooting for Notre Dame baseball. Like if I've cared all this time, this is like my first time really ever watching Notre Dame baseball in all sincerity, but I was fired up. I didn't love that Tennessee team, even though they were incredible. (laughs) So super exciting. Um, And yes, I, I watched a lot of Notre Dame baseball over the weekend, believe it or not. But the horse racing, we'll talk about the NBA in a second. Kudos to you, Belmont Stakes winner, winner. Yeah, it was a good good race overall. Rich Strike did what we were hoping he was going to do, came in towards the bottom of the field. Uh, and the Todd Pletcher horses were masterful. Mo Donegal, who we kind of tapped as uh, likely to go off as the favorite, uh, had an incredible kick. And uh, Nest ran a hell of a race as well, comes in second. That's a, that's just fine. Um, but the Pletcher 1-2 exacto was nice. And then uh, ultimately all the matchups broke my way. So fun way to uh, to put a bow on the Triple Crown. Okay, and now we move on to the NHL recap here. The Lightning, of course. They beat the Rangers, which you talked about a ton over the last couple of weeks, grabbing the lightning in the series price. They're now headed to the Stanley Cup, as I mentioned. We'll talk about that series in depth now for the Stanley Cup finals. But Saturday, they win two to one. The under was money per usual in the final game. And now the lightning looking for the three-peat. I was eating barbecue, a ton of barbecue in Kansas City watching that game. It was a win-win for me. Thought the lightning were going to win, grab a series price on them, thanks to you. And the under cashed yet again on Saturday. Yeah, that was a fun, another fun uh, way to wrap up uh, a series. And honestly, I don't know that we could have asked for a more entertaining Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, you have your two-time champion Lightning up against the clear best team in the NHL this season by basically every metric, including the market numbers in the Colorado Avalanche. And um, it's going to be uh, a ton of fun to watch these Stanley Cup Finals games. And 
um, honestly, I think, uh, you know, you can make a case for both of these teams being uh, being live, ultimately, um, you know, riding a little bit of uh, avalanche here, not nearly as much as I was looking for for them to win the West, but um, would be fun to see them uh, put a, a, an exclamation point on what totally. has been a really awesome season. So I mentioned I won a few of my last hockey bets. Everyone knows I don't bet hockey a lot, but there was not much going on. So obviously I got involved. So now we have an NHL sharp out there joining the show, Rob Pizzola, to help us break down the Lightning Avalanche Stanley Cup final. Rob, before we get into this series, and I'm so excited to pick your brain on that, I'm curious. I know you're a professional better. How'd you get into the betting space and what exactly is your role now? What are you working on? Yeah, so I've been betting since I was a teenager, basically, and there was a lot of bumpy years before I got to the to the professional point. But uh, I took statistics when I was in university, so I sort of have a math background. And as I was losing money betting on sports, I was like, I, I have to stop doing this and figure out a way uh, where I can actually make this worth my time going forward. So I took a couple years off from betting, uh, and I started to actually model out games. Uh, and that just led to some success. And that's kind of how I got started down that path. Uh, so I mainly bet for a living now on uh, on pro sports. And I also uh, am the co-owner of an app called BetStamp as well, where uh, it's a basically a betting utility or a companion app. So anyone who is going to go place a bet, they'd quickly open up BetStamp. They'd find what sportsbook has the best price on the game that they wanted to bet. Uh, and in the long run, probably your easiest way to gain an edge as a sports better. Yeah, for certainly. If if you are kind of in the uh, the beginning stages of your arc as a as a player, uh, price shopping and uh, finding the best price is by far and away the easiest way to add to your EV. Um, the uh, the NHL uh, finals pivoting here a little bit. The uh, the Lightning and the Avalanche, as we were just talking about at the top, looks to be an extremely entertaining series. Just from a you know fan standpoint, um, you know the the Lightning, of course, uh, two time defending champions, and the Avalanche, I think, pretty clearly the best team in hockey over the balance of this season. Uh, Avalanche at home for Game One as minus one sixty five favorites, and we're looking at a total of uh, six right now. Um, does, is there a, a clear edge or an advantage to either of these sides as we start this series? And basically, is there a general feeling of how you think this will play out in terms of teams adjustments and, and, uh, players coming back from injury? Yeah, there's so much to unpack when it comes to this series, because, uh, we have injury concerns on both sides. We have Braden point for Tampa Bay, uh, who's been out since game seven of, of the first round series against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, well, he clearly has some ligament damage in one of his knees, but he's been skating now for two weeks. Their head coach, John Cooper, said he's doubtful to play in game one, but he's extremely probable to play in this series. So that kind of throws uh, you know, a wrench in, in the entire series to begin with. And then Nazem Kadri for Colorado, who has been one of the best players in the NHL this season, broke his thumb or had some thumb ligament damage um, a couple weeks back and has undergone a procedure now in surgery. And there's a chance that he might play in this series. I don't know how good that chance is or not, but obviously the earlier he's back, the better. So we have these two major injuries on both sides. Either player coming back into the lineup at any point is going to drastically move the line in this series, probably about <laughs> 2 to 3% if I had to make a guess. And then you also have Colorado's goalie, Darcy Kemper, who missed a lot of last series. Um, we saw earlier in the playoffs, he had that, that stick go through his mask and has somewhat of an eye injury, and Pavel Francouz came in against Edmonton, but Kemper's now expected to start this series. We don't know if he's at full health. If we're just looking at pure metrics in the playoffs, Kemper has actually been the worst goalie 
in terms of goals saved above expected, which is one of the advanced metrics for goalies. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he can get back on track and return to his regular season form. I do think top to bottom, Colorado is the better team, but you have Tampa Bay with that playoff pedigree, Tampa Bay with the goaltending edge, which you know can't go unnoticed how Andre Vasilevsky played in that series against the Rangers. Um, so I do think that this is going to be a battle overall, but very challenging to say because of all the unknowns heading into the series as well. Yeah, so obviously we need to keep an eye on your Twitter and also injury reports on how we attack game by game, depending on how we play this one. What I'm curious about is in your handicap specifically with your model, does rust advantage at this point for the Colorado Avalanche pop to you? It's actually a disadvantage, historically speaking. Um, so the longer the layoff in hockey, the more disadvantage it's been. Uh, if you'll remember a couple of years ago in the NHL, the, the league introduced this bye week midseason where every team would have an entire week off. Uh, and there was an angle where teams coming off of their bye week would be a team that you would want to play against because they're a little bit rusty. And that was a very strong angle for a long time. And just historically speaking, if we look at uh, the longer the rest, whether that's five days, six days, seven days, it, you would think that the body's healing up, but also, they're, you know, the players are not in game shape. They don't get to take to the ice every single day. So historically speaking, it's been a disadvantage. And we actually saw that with Tampa Bay against the Rangers last series because Tampa Bay swept Florida, yeah. had a long layoff. Rangers went to seven games. They win game one and two of the series. So I actually like Tampa earlier on in this series, despite the fact that they've played uh, a lot more games recently uh, than, I do call, than I do later in the series, where I think the longer this goes, the more Colorado is going to start to take over. Okay, so this is pretty straightforward then, putting these puzzle pieces together. Yeah. Uh, you have a team with experience against the team that's more talented. You have players coming back off of injuries, so there will be adjustments available for the coaches, for the teams, in terms of giving new looks, adding new kind of wrinkles, making this a more complex and interesting series. And on top of that, the road dog in games one and two has the rust advantage, I guess. Um that tells me that I should be just go, go fire blind into over five and a half games. Is that crazy? I don't think it's crazy. I mean, the, the price is going to dictate the play, obviously. And I think over five and a half, you're seeing at points bet minus 170. And most sports books oh. are in that range. So <laughs> okay. it's expected to go, you know, six or seven games because these are two very, very good teams. Um, the way that I am kind of looking to attack this in the early going, and we're starting to see sports books post more and more props, and we'll see more tomorrow more on Wednesday leading up to game one. Uh, but I actually am looking for a prop, which I found at four to one uh, in some spots, plus four, 425, which is Tampa Bay to win game one and Colorado to win the series, um, <laughs> which is obviously like, you know, the rest advantage, I think favors Tampa in, in game one, just being a little bit more fresh. Yeah. Um, but I do think ultimately as this plays out, that's a very good payout on four to one. So uh, four to one or higher. So that's sort of the way I'm looking to attack it in the early going. Okay, I love that look, especially four to one plus four twenty-five. Uh, the most popular series prop right now, a points bet, probably because they are located in Colorado, headquartered. Uh, Abs winning four to one plus four fifty. So a different look people are getting involved in. Are there any other? Um, we talked about series prices, but rather, if you want to get into the total games market, top goal scorer, as these more props start to open up at points bet and other sports book, are there any of those that you're looking to target? So I'll say this, and this is just a general rule of thumb in the NHL. Everybody expects this to be a long series. Most people are going to bet a team to win in six or seven games. If you're in the state of Colorado, obviously you're getting a lot of Colorado 4-1. 
But typically what I like to do is take long shots on teams to sweep for nothing. Um, and I'll tell you why. I don't think this is properly priced into the market. So um, typically when you're making an NHL series price, you know, the series price is what it is. And then each individual um, exact series outcome is just a, a derivative of that larger series price. The problem is in the NHL, there are what I call series effects. So for example, if a team is up three, nothing in a series, they're very likely to win game four. There's some sort of motivational aspect for the team that's down 0-3 where they kind of mail it in. They underperform versus market in game four. And I don't think that this is accurately captured in this exact series prices. So over the years, I've hit some very good long shots on uh, exact series for nothing. If I was going to play one of the two teams, it'd more likely be Colorado for nothing in this series. But I don't hate the Tampa Bay for nothing uh, series. And before anyone thinks, oh, that's completely crazy. There's no chance one of these teams is going to sweep. Remember that two rounds ago, somebody would have said that about Tampa Bay and Florida, where hockey is a very random game. You can, you know, just get unlucky, lose four games in a row. So looking at the points bet prices, I think there's value on Tampa for nothing at 20 to one. I think there's value on Colorado for nothing at eight to one, just because I, I feel like the, that part of the distribution is just not calculated properly. Oh, that all sounds very interesting. I, I want to ask you a million more questions about hockey and home ice and, and all of this stuff, but uh, I'll end with a uh, kind of the low hanging fruit here. Um, the con Smythe is a fun way to bet the finals. Obviously, are there a couple players who really stand out to you that really have a lion's share of the equity if their teams win? Uh, that makes sense to try to attack a number in the con Smythe market. I think it's fairly balanced. So, in the case of Tampa Bay, there was a ton of money that came in on Nikita Kucherov, con Smythe, midway through last series. But then, as the series went on, it was actually Steven Stamkos that uh, kind of took over there. Uh, and obviously you have the goaltending, Andre Vasilevsky as well. So I think that's pretty balanced. And I, going into the finals, I don't know who would win the Conn Smythe if Tampa Bay ended up winning because it's going to be dependent on this series itself. For Colorado, looks like a two-horse race between Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon. I would give the slight edge to Kale McCarr. Uh, I think his performance on defense has been unlike anything I've seen in the last couple of decades in this playoffs. He's just been uh, dangerous player whenever he's on the ice. In fact, he, you almost never notice him in his own end because he's not playing in his own end for much of this series. So um, I, I think Makar is the most likely winner if Colorado ends up winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, I just think he's had way too good a playoff to ignore. Well, it makes sense that he is the most bet and biggest liability in the Conn Smythe market, of course, followed by McKinnon over at points bet. He is the second biggest liability behind Makar. If you're not already following Rob on Twitter, do so at Bobby Pizza and check out him co-hosting the Circles <laughs> Off podcast. Plenty of great insight, uh, tons of awesome guests. So Rob, thank you so much. Excuse me, Pozzola, I said pizza. No, um, it happened. It, it's my, I've actually, I use them interchangeably, so don't worry about it. We use them both. <laughs> you have two twitters. I have no, one. No. It, it, it's sort of like an inside joke. Going, I don't. I, I don't have to get into the. But it's fine. Bobby Pizza works. Rob Pizzola works. They're both. Well, they're now both. I don't know which one to follow. I guess I'm going to have to follow both after the show and see which one I like better. Hey, Bob, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it, and we wish you the best of luck with all your NHL Stanley Cup bets. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So. No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. What do you want from your sports book? Better odds, fast and easy live betting. Sounds like you don't want to just bet. You want to live your bet life. When you bet with PointsBet, the official sports book partner of NBC Sports, you get better odds and bigger payouts all in a fast and reliable sports book. Download the app now and sign up with code NBC2000 to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Additional terms and conditions apply. Must be present in New Jersey, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Colorado, Michigan, Virginia, West Virginia, New York, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Void where prohibited must be 21 plus. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, one 888 532-3500 in Virginia, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, www.pointsbet.com slash terms dash and dash conditions. Just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet, go download it now. The contests are free, super easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands by predicting what will happen in the NBA playoffs on the PGA Tour and NASCAR circuit. The time has come to break down game five in San Francisco. The Celtics taking on the Warriors. And for that, we have our prop king, Von Dalzell, standing by. Vaughn, how are we doing? I'm doing well today. I'm a little confused by the uh, Bob Pizza thing, though. Like, is this real or not? But <laughs> It's real, and I'm going to have to go on Twitter and get to the bottom of it, and I'll report back on tomorrow's show. <laughs> Um, but now Bobby Pizza, yeah, for, for a little context, Bobby Pizza is sort of, at least what I could tell you, is like an alter ego. Rob is a very, uh, he, he's a very um, a quantitative guy, but he likes to kind of, uh, you know, do a sort of a gambling Twitter personality, uh, you know, alter ego. That's Bobby Correct. Pizza. So okay. it's like well capper the alter ego of drew you know there you go sure yeah. <laughs> sure okay. sure in my free time i'm also going to create an alter ego burner account but i'm not going to tell you <laughs> the you name go. and it'll be your job to figure it out okay uh, in all seriousness let's break down this series and this will be on v money sports for vaughn you could find his plays with the celtics and warriors uh right now i'm looking at the warriors laying three and a half four it looks like it's pushing four now the total taken a lot of money towards the end early this morning. It was uh, 2-11 when I last looked. Vaughn, how are you attacking this game altogether? Series tied 2-2 back in San Francisco. 
Well, not to keep uh, beating the horse, but, you know, zigzag theory. Here we are again. How do you play this game? The Celtics, 7-0 ATS on the money line coming off a loss. A lot of the Sharps and people are going to be on the Celtics heavy in this position. But there's only one thing that kind of scares me. Now, they've been tremendous on the road as well, 9-2 ATS, 8-3 straight up. But when I look at the Warriors, their only home loss this postseason came to the Celtics in game one. That series kind of put this in an interesting, uh, you know, how is this going to shape out to be because the Warriors have an advantage now in game five being the home team here. It's a big advantage. They have struggled so much closing out series on the road this postseason that being in Boston is an advantage for Boston as well. So this game is everything for the Golden State Warriors. And it's kind of scary for me not to want to play them in here. But like I said, the zigzag theory points right back to Boston. The over under has zigzagged this whole theory. No back to back wins on each. The over would be the play in game five. Um, And I don't know. You see it coming down, Sarah, as you mentioned already. A lot of people are going to be playing the under because they think defensively this is going to be a, you know, a a rock fight. But with the lineup changes, too, we talked about rotations. Otto Porter Jr. joining the rotation last game. That spread the Warriors out a little more. So I definitely like the player prop market more. Why Boston is going to be the big bet tonight for a lot of people on the plus three and a half, plus four. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I do still lean Golden State in the spot at home. I like Boston big time in Game Six, but the Celtics cannot. They can, but I doubt they win every game coming off a loss. And I see them losing this one and then winning the next one off a loss. Well, I'll be in the minority. I'll be in the minority. I can tell already. I, I can't really tell you who's going to win tonight. I have no idea. Uh, I think this is a coin flip, and I think, but coin flip uh, is. I'm perfectly fine having four points in pocket uh, if this game is ultimately a coin flip. And I think as you look back in the series, games one and four were pretty clearly coin flips, like game five, I think, is a coin flip. And I think game two, Warriors had the advantage because they were back against the wall, had to make the adjustments. Game three, the Celtics clearly had the advantage because they got to deploy their first round of adjustments. And now here we sit for game five, and I'm really not sure – um, you know, what the Celtics can do at this point to stop Steph Curry. Um, do you okay. think there's a way to, uh, you know, kind of take advantage of the fact that Curry is having the series of his life? It probably doesn't help either that Marcus Smart hasn't been 100% healthy the entire postseason. Like while he's still, you know, he's not, we're not talking about him being questionable or missing time right now, but it's evident that these players are banged up in a lot of ways, even Rob Williams. But Steph Curry, I mean, if you listen to any postgame interviews, Clay Thompson said that was the best Steph Curry postseason NBA Finals performance I've ever seen. I mean, 43 points, 10 rebounds, a dude double-double, had four assists. I mean, 53-15-88 shooting splits in that game. I was on the over. Everyone in the world, uh, you know, all the mainstream media wanted to tell you that Curry was banged up, his, his ankle hurt, but that's not true. He's, a, he's one of the greatest of all times. At home in the NBA Finals, he has been outstanding. He's scored at least 25 points in nine of his last 10 games. He's 12 and five to the over 29 and a half or 30 and a half points at home in his career in the NBA finals. And I like him in this spot to go 25 plus in the Warriors money line. Like I said yesterday, this was plus 100 odds. Now it's minus 120. But Steph Curry, while he's going to regress in this game because we can't expect him to score 40 or 43 once again, uh, 25 points is not all the question at all for Steph tonight. And like I said, that finals MVP bet was a much better value pick uh, than grabbing the Warriors in the series. And we see that now as I'm a heavy one minus 150 mm-hmm. favor on a lot of books. And uh, he's purely, purely been killing it this postseason. I mean, look at the hit, the hit charts here on our NBC model. Uh, there, what's not to like with Steph Curry? So 
you're not going to talk me on and under tonight. And I would no way uh, in heck play that. Yeah, the NBC model that we were showing, by the way, our edge projection, 27.8 points. So if you like the Warriors to win, you're betting 25 plus points tonight. Warriors money line, he's gone over that. 31 points uh, in two games ago. You mentioned the 43 points in game four, 29 points if we date back to game two. Um, what's fascinating is Clay Thompson for me. I'm happy I didn't play the under for the last two games because it was something that stood out to me. But yet again, now we're looking at 19 and a half. It's been tricky. 18 points last game prior to that 25. If you look at the first two games, he's gone way under. But tonight, it's an interesting one again because the market again thinks that Clay Thompson should perform well offensively. His total's 19 and a half. What do you make yeah, of Clay Thompson his recent performance? Yeah, and like you said, Sarah, if you would have played in the last two games, you've been one and one. You would have lost a little bit of units, not too much, but he's been catching his stride. And we've seen this all postseason where he's been scoring more and more as the series has gone on. And one thing I like to do is always watch the post-game conferences uh, after these interviews, after the games, because it really gives you an incentive of what these guys are looking to do the next game. And like I said, Clay talked about how great Steph looked, but he also know, he also said, well, we have to step up too because Steph can't score 40. We can't expect him to do that in game five at home. Like, we have to step up as well. And he talked about how I missed a couple jumpers that were wide open. But Clay Thompson, 41% are better from the field in three of the four games here. You look at what he's done in uh, game fives and game sixes, he's averaging 24 points per game. All right. So he's done well overall. He's getting 39 and 41 minutes. You look at his NBA finals numbers. I mean, he's eight and five to the over in his last 13 at home. So uh, averaging 20 per game. This is a sharp number, but it's a good play. And I'll give you the icing on the cake. Yesterday, when Clay Thompson got back to the Bay Area, you know, they practiced, got the day off, icing on the cake. He posts on Instagram, he's out on the ocean. The ocean frees my mind, my body, and my soul. He's ready for game five. He's relaxing a little bit, ready to go. And he's a spiritual is person. Is that the reason that close to 90% of the money is coming in on the over for Clay Thompson, 19 and he's a half? He's feeling good. Big spot for him. It's a regression spot for Steph. I mean, he, we can't expect him to score 35-40 again. But Clay's not looking bad. Like, he's picking up his play the past two games, so – I actually, it's my favorite play of this game is Clay Thompson's over 19 and a half points. Makes sense. I do. I would think that uh, the, you know, rotations in general get a little bit tighter. Guys like Clay, Steph are going to play closer to 40 minutes. Um, Jason Tatum may as well. Uh, Does that give us an opportunity to attack his point prop? Definitely. And we, I mean, you guys are on the Celtics, I'm assuming. And if you're on the Celtics, you should be betting Tatum over points tonight. Uh, And that's the one thing I like, no matter what, if I want to pass on the Celtics, um, against the spread or on the money line coming off a loss like tonight, Tatum is my next favorite play on the Celtics. Well, my favorite play on the Celtics in general because coming off a loss, he's averaging 30.7 points per game in the postseason. He's 5-2 and two to the over. What he's done on the road this season has been tremendous. In the postseason, he's 7-4 and four to the over. He already had that one game where he you know, didn't do anything. That was game one with 12 points and the Celtics loss. This is a spot where he's taking 20-plus field goal attempts. All right, there's no and ifs or buts about it. And this guy's picked up his numbers the past two games because game one and two, we're talking 17 and 19 field goal attempts, game three and four. Now he's up to the 21, 23 numbers, or he's 23 in the both games uh, the past two. So expect 23 plus field goal attempts again. And when he hits that, I mean, he's hitting the over 70% on the season. So yeah, it's Tatum or nothing for me. He's going to put up the triples, the free throws, and uh, lead the game in scoring potentially. 
Yeah, I think what's so fascinating about your argument here, and it's hard not to like Jason Tatum, is really what he's done coming off a loss. You mentioned that 30.7 points per game following the seven losses in the playoffs. So five and two to the over for his point prop, hitting at over a uh, 70% clip. Well, we wish you the best of luck with all your plays tonight, Vaughn. Look forward to chatting to you soon, as we mentioned, and you should know by now, Vaughn is on Twitter, at Sports. tons of plays there on social media, and of course on NBCSportsEdge.com. Vaughn, we will talk to you soon. Appreciate you, Drew and Sarah. See you guys later. Weekends are better with MLB Sunday leadoff coverage presented by Uber Eats. Catch the Phillies take on the Nationals in Washington on Sunday, June 19th at 11.30 a.m. live on NBC and Peacock. To learn more, go to PeacockTV.com slash MLB. And if you want a chance to win $25,000 on this game, download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter Sunday's free Grand Slam Pick'em Contest. Or just ask Drew because he's been doing really well in baseball this season. So you take your pick. You oh, take your pick. The, I, no, things went sideways. No. Over the weekend? Oh, yeah. It was I don't bad. talk to you for two days and we go sideways? Friday, Saturday. Whew. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know what happened, but I, I ran into a wall. Everyone forget what I said. Download the Predictor app. <laughs> Do not ask Drew for his baseball plays, and we will stick to the NBA. We're in the hell of a season, and we begin with our edge of the day for Game 5, skipping baseball shenanigans today. Drew, edge of the day. Yeah, so it's funny. Baseball turns out as a game of runs. Um, betting baseball is a game of runs. Um, but uh, no, the funny, funny market here for Game Five. Um, you know, uh, you know the the market. I'm laughing in the face of anyone who thinks the zigzag is a thing. Uh, we've seen the Warriors get bet up to four. We've seen the under get nuked to two ten. Um, I think the total movement is correct. I think this is going to be a tighter, lower scoring game. And I think I, I looked hard. I was hoping to get another one Oh four in the first half there, or, you know, we had one Oh eight first half in that uh, mm-hmm. game four, which was just an absolute dream. Uh, I don't, you know, what one Oh two is way too tight now to get involved in the uh, total for this one. Um, as I mentioned, I think this game is a coin flip. Uh, it's going to come down to end of game execution. Steph Curry and the Warriors have been better at that over the balance of this series, which is rough. Um, but I think uh, realistically, the Celtics are still the better team. Numbers are numbers. This should be a pick them in my, mom, my by my uh, handicap. And, and realistically, I don't see any obvious adjustments that the Warriors can make to really tilt uh, even more in their advantage, even though they are the home team here. So I'm going to have to take Celtics plus four. Yeah, I could have guessed you were going that way when I woke up this morning, and I was happy to see it. I'm sick of the shenanigans. Better defense on Steph Curry. Slow him (laughs) down if you want the Celtics, or at least try your best. But I look forward to this game as I have, and I'm also getting involved in the prop market. The totals have been really nice for me. I didn't know how to handicap this total because it got bet down this morning. I saw 210 when I woke up. I've seen some movement. I'm staying away. I did lean towards the under, but there is a prop that I actually really like in this game. And it's Robert Williams and his rebound prop. Last night I was looking through and betting some games set at seven and a half. I was a little bit confused strictly because if you've looked what he's done over the last two games, as his minutes have increased 10 and 12 rebounds over the last two, I know he's been banged up and there's a lot of concerns. He's been kind of listed as borderline questionable throughout the series and it's made no difference. So the common argument here is more minutes, more rebounds. That's what we've seen for him. So over seven and a half, he's been beyond impactful on the glass this series. Um, And if you look when he's on the floor, 
the Celtics have outscored the Warriors by 20 points. When he's not playing, and this is interesting, they've been outscored by 20-plus points, 21 points. So he's been solid all season, I know, despite his injury. Over seven and a half rebounds. Really big size mismatch for him against the Warriors altogether. And he's playing more minutes each game, 31 minutes in his last game, 12 rebounds there. So over seven and a half, favorite look in this game by far. That's a fantastic handicap, and I uh, strongly agree with you, expecting Robert Williams to be a difference maker uh, as the Celtics hopefully take a 3-2 lead back to the Garden. I just looked, notes from PointsBet, seeing where the money's coming in, 61% of the handle under Robert Williams. Reveal yourself. That is not my uh, money. Who, what? Betting that? <laughs> Who is doing that? We're going over seven and a half rebounds for Robert Williams, and yes, taking the points with the Celtics. I tell you on that, rooting for Boston yet again. That's all we have here. On Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet, Drew. Best of luck. Yeah, you text you later. Be nervous all day. Yeah, nervous nervous all day. You got hours, hours to go here. At least it's on the West Coast. Even earlier game, I'm just exhausted staying up for the West Coast games. Thank you everyone for joining us here on this Monday on Bet the Edge. We appreciate you joining us on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel for Drew Dinsick. All of us here with NBC Sports Edge. I'm Sarah Perlman. Have a fantastic rest of your day and best of luck with all your bets. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.